Hey, I'm Sam. You're listening to Into It. This episode, we're going to talk about a few pop culture headlines from the week, including the return of Fire Festival. Yes, you heard that right. Fire Fest, the one where people got stranded on an island and none of the performers showed up and ticket holders had to sleep in FEMA tents and have the saddest plate lunches of all time. It's back. So Billy McFarland, who went to jail for organizing the first Firefest, he says he's going to do it again. And this time, the most expensive tickets are close to $8,000. You know what you could get for $8,000? You could almost get two Cartier bracelets. You could have tangible You could go to Beyonce things. like twice. You could go to Beyonce twice. You might be able to buy some of uh, Taylor Swift's Masters. You could do a lot... <laughs> You could buy seven seconds of Dear John with $8,000. You know, there's so many other things you could do for $8,000 besides possibly get stranded in the Caribbean. More on Firefest and other things after this break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. In 2022, Team Milk came together by sponsoring female marathon runners for the marathon in New York City. Today, they're more than 20,000 strong. In 2024, Team Milk is making an even bigger commitment to female runners and launching the only women's marathon in the U.S., designed for and by women. The inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Hello, this is Into It with Sam Sanders and Jay Jordan guest hosting, featuring saying hello. Uh, <laughs> this is the show, the Vulture Podcast, where we talk about pop culture and we decide whether you are into it or not into it. That was exquisitely done. Thank you so much. Listeners, he's already introduced himself. You know his voice. He's a regular on the show. Comedian, TV writer, noted bisexual, Jay Jordan. We're in it together to play a game, which you already described so beautifully. I, I like this. Thank you for doing this work. Thank you. How are you doing? How? Are, how listen, I'm asking you both literally, metaphysically, figuratively, mm. emotionally, with everything that has been thrown at that place where you choose to Yo. live, Yo. what is going <laughs> on over <Yo>. there? <laughs> I have been feeling like, and this has been a few weeks now, remember when there was a spate of movies all about climate change? Mm -hmm. The Day After Tomorrow and some other ones. Hold on, Jack, are you suggesting these weather anomalies are gonna continue? Not just continue, get worse. I think we're on the verge of a major climate shift. I'm starting to feel like Angelinos are at the beginning of a climate change disaster film. Yeah. 
And we're doing all of the foolish things you think that Angelinos would do. Dancing in floodwater. <laughs> Dancing in floodwater. Check out our best hurricane fits. Uh. There were people at the beach when the rain was falling, and there were like news crews out there being like, well, are you ready? And they're like, for what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> it's... We're not well, Jay, and we deserve whatever happens to us. Not just a hurricane, a hurricane, and then an earthquake. And you know what people did? You know what people did in Los Angeles when there was a hurricane and an earthquake in the same day? Mm -hmm. They didn't start doing the rosary. They didn't start trying to, you know, flee. They were like, "How can I turn hurricane into a Halloween costume?" Wow. Anywho, if I'm going to be in a climate change movie, which I already am, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a residuals check because <laughs> I have been performing the role. Listen, uh, SAG's on strike, WJ's on strike, so they had to bring in some live performances <laughs> from the ocean. <laughs> Who directs your climate change catastrophe movie? Ooh, I would love someone with a hot hand right now. Get Greta. Get Not Thunberg. <laughs> Get Greta... <laughs> Although Wait, she could if, direct it, she, she could. could what if, what if it was the two Gretas, Greta Garwig and Greta Thunberg, and it's oh. a, it's a Barbie climate change movie. Barbie is living through climate change, and we is, okay. are seeing it through Barbie. Okay, once again, once again, as a double guild member, I'm not promoting anything. <laughs> I'm just tossing out ideas. I'm just thinking about stuff. That's it. Barbie two, Hurricane Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. That laugh is one that only comes out like once every six weeks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, here we go. As my wonderful frequent guest, and now let's just say co host Jay explained, we're going to play a game to get through some big pop culture stories from the week. It's called Into It, Not Into It. I share the story. Jay just lets me know if he's into it or not. You know the drill. Let's get to it. First question Jay, are you into? Or not into Scooter Braun, perhaps the most successful music talent manager of our time. Are you into him reportedly losing most of his biggest clients within a week? Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Adina Menzel, and Justin Bieber have reportedly dropped Scooter in the last week. Mm-hmm. We into it? I am into it. I think that if Taylor Swift has shown us anything is that life post-scooter can be amazing and you there can you flourish. I'm into these people leaving. What I'm not into is the fact that it's taken a long time to figure out what happened. I'm not into yeah. this delayed, yeah. well, this like, is, like drip, literally salt, this slow drip. Yeah. After day two or three, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and need Ronan Farrow to get on the case because I want yeah. you to know. Yeah. I need some investigative work on this white man, and I need Ronan to do it. Yeah, Ronan Farrow, stop worrying about Elon Musk. We already know about Elon. We need to focus on what's important. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. So apparently, there are still a lot of big questions about this. Some anonymous sources have been confirming these departures okay. to news outlets. Other reps for some of these artists have said no and have been denying some of these charges. Hmm. And there's also sources saying that there are some things that are going to come out about Scooter that reveal that he's not a good man. But other folks are saying, oh, it's just business. So Scooter Braun is stepping into a larger role at a company called Hybe America. And Hybe is the yes. South Korean company that basically runs K-pop. Okay. It is a label. It's a talent agency. Uh-huh. It's a production company. It does events and concerts and publishing. So what if all of this is just like 
Scooter Braun being like, y'all Americans aren't making me enough money oh. anymore. I'm going to go ahead and let K-pop take care of me. Maybe it's just that. He's becoming even more powerful. This is like when you play a video game and you kill the big boss. And then there's a cutscene <laughs> where like your character is like breathing hard and you're like, okay, I'm so glad that was over. But then you look and there's a loading screen and you're like, why is there another loading screen? I just beat this level. guy. There's Boom, he comes back bigger, stronger. He's able to take more of your favorite pop stars' money and have their rights to their songs and their masters. He, what If he takes over K-pop, that means he's going to be evil in two different languages? <laughs> <laughs> what? I will say, if he can create a K-pop Justin Bieber and oh, all the hilarity goodness. that would bring, K-pop imagine. Justin Bieber, if done right, that person will run the world. K-pop Justin Bieber could be the American president by 2040. Oh my God! They would just, remove the "you have to be 35" rule. They'd no, be like, "No, nah, bring him just, in." Yeah, everyone loves just, him. Yeah, yeah. K-pop so, Justin Bieber? K-pop Justin Bieber, yeah. Anywho, I guess Scooter will get away with it because he kind of gets away with everything. We'll all recall um, that Scooter Braun is the reason Taylor Swift has been re-recording all of her music. He bought Taylor's former label in 2019, which mm -hmm. means he owns the rights to her first six albums, and she went after him for that. She called him a bully. She said he had, quote, toxic male privilege and was, quote, motivated by shameless greed. And of course, Scooter never contacted me or my team to discuss it prior to the sale, or even when it was announced. I'm fairly certain he knew exactly how I would feel about it, though. And let me just say that the definition of the toxic male privilege in our industry is people saying, but he's always been nice to me when I'm raising valid concerns about artists and their rights to own their music. The wild part is that like, it wasn't just that he came into power and he was like, oh, Taylor, I'm going to give you the opportunity to buy these songs. She said, oh, no, I kind of want my, I want my master's back. How much do I need to pay? And he was like, He I'm wouldn't not. give a number. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Like, he was like, also, I'm not, you're not getting them also, back. Also, you know who's good for payment? Taylor Swift. Right? That girl's been rich since she was eight years old. She's yeah. got the money. I, in the words of Abby Lee Miller, it's not Discover Card, okay? Like, <laughs> like Taylor Swift has it, all right? Like, She's it's not. Got it. What are you worried about? So then, yeah. There's another thing I need to be mad at Scooter Braun about. So Scooter Braun is the reason all these Swifties are always fighting online because <laughs> now they have to go to bat for their hero, their Shiro, when we could have yes. just had nice discourse about her being a good artist. Now they have to be like, she's actually better than Michael Jackson and Jesus because <laughs> they want her to make money because this evil man was stealing from her. Like, yeah. do you understand? He's well, was, yeah. at the root of this. My thing is like, I... I'm fully in awe of Taylor Swift's mastery of the music industry. Mm -hmm. And I like a lot of those songs. But what's been annoying me about all the re-releases <laughs> is that songs that I had already heard from Taylor a hundred times eight years ago, now I have to hear them again for a hundred times. <laughs> and no shade. But oh my God. That 10-minute song of hers, I've heard it for several years now. Against my will. No. <laughs> Were you were you locked up somewhere? Were you What's the ten minute song called? What's the ten minute song? Where you're just like, damn girl, we get it. I mean, all too well. That yeah, all too long. <laughs> oh, they're gonna come for me. <laughs> No one's on here saying Taylor Swift isn't a good artist. People oh, are yeah. I, saying I know her fans not to fuck go, with Taylor Swift. They fans. go rabid. 
they go crazy. You could yeah. say, you could be like, oh, I really liked it. And the first comment would be like, not loved? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. People think they should be scared of Beyonce fans. You should be scared of Taylor Swift fans. I love Beyonce, but I'm not going to call up your job and try to get you fired for Beyonce. Yeah. But That's Taylor not Swift my fans job. Well. Taylor Swift yeah. fans? Oh, yeah. They create yeah. accounts. They create multiple. They got they really three or do. four burners. Moral of this story is Taylor always wins. Ooh. Boom. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. <laughs> I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing, because like who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. Next, Jay, are you into or not into the USA Network basic cable drama Suits becoming one of the hottest shows this summer on streaming? Mike Ross? Hi. I'm Rachel Zane. I'll be giving you your orientation. Wow, you're pretty. Good. You've hit on me. We can get it out of the way that I'm not interested. No, I'm sorry. I I wasn't hitting on you. Trust me. This old USA show is now the top show on Netflix. What is happening? There's a glitch in the Matrix. No, I think that people... This is what people are discovering. People Mm -hmm. love a bunch of episodes... Yes. See, you know what? Ha- we, we've we swung the pendulum too far. Now everything is eight episodes, maybe 10, but eight yeah. episodes, season finale. So penultimate yeah. episode is number seven. Season finale is episode eight. And then they got to wait two years for the next season. Got to wait two years mm-hmm. because we wanted to shoot it on film for some round. Mm-hmm. Suits, you're getting 22 episodes. You're getting quippy banter. You're getting yeah. humor. With some morally irresponsible characters, you're getting uh, two different types of white guy, a quiet one and an evil one. You're getting- And you're getting pre-royal Meghan Markle. I've got a photographic memory, pretty much a legal superhero. I can recite the constitution forwards, backwards, and sideways because I read it once when I was seven. You're getting Gina Torres. You're getting a procedural drama- oh, you watch this show. Wrapped up in a comedy. So you're getting everything that America likes, but everything that some of these studios and these production companies, but primarily these studios, don't want to pay for because they think, oh no, everything has to be this Short. thing that we want it to be now instead of making good TV. I don't know why y'all yes. trying to make bad movies that end up just being eight episodes instead of trying to make good TV that can be 22 episodes, well, and now go. people are watching it. 
So Vulture has been covering this, and they've been looking at research around what people watch on streaming and why they watch it. But for one, this the story of Suits succeeding on streaming says that people actually want to watch basic cable quality stuff a lot. And two, this research that Vulture was citing basically says established series like Suits with a big back catalog, that's what gets people to stay on streaming services and not cancel subscriptions. So the research also found that the new flashy titles are way more effective in getting people to sign up in the first place. Mm -hmm. But what keeps them there is a show that has a bunch of episodes that they can just have on in the background, which is Suits. Mm -hmm. But the irony of this, and you know it, you're in the industry. I know it. The streamers refuse to make those kind of shows. Not only that, are you ready for the second blow to the ego? So Suits... Was on USA, which in, in which the kids for the kids USA was this thing that you could watch on a big right. old box on a TV with a fat back. You ever yeah. seen a fat TV, a thick t- body a positive thick TV, TV, a curvy yeah. TV, a realistic yeah. TV? Yeah, a TV and that looks like to... you and a TV that looks like your mom, your sister, your yeah. auntie. Yeah, and the way that you would communicate with this thick box. <laughs> was with this black thing you held in your hand that didn't have a screen in it. It had numbers on it, not just like the streaming provi- yeah. the streaming services on it. Yeah. And then once you got the thick box on, mm-hmm. you couldn't tell it what to play really. You mm-hmm. could just choose from what it was already playing, which meant that if you were a 12-year-old closeted queer kid, you watched Still Magnolias a hundred times because it was always on. <laughs> I do not see plays because I can nap at home for free. And I don't see movies because they're trash and they got nothing but naked people in them. And I don't read books because if they're any good, they're going to make them into a miniseries. When we talk about Suits, the other sad part is that it's blowing up on streaming, but the they're residuals... They're not getting points. That's the thing. So, like, the wildest part of this is that it's blowing up great, but the writers won't see a benefit from this Unless it was blowing up on the cable. Old school TV, yeah. This is is what's wild. It's like the success of Suits just shows you how screwed up the TV business model is right now. You have a show that is performing incredibly well years after it's canceled. And the compensation just is not there. And the people who should be making more shows like this aren't making more shows like this. I'm worried about y'all over there in TV Hollywood film land. Y'all have not figured it out yet. Y'all aren't... When it comes to the executives making these choices, Hollywood does not send its best. Well, no. They're not sending their best. (laughs) They're not. They're not. Well, I think also, uh, this is a really good example of people saying, oh, I know this is going to work versus real life examples of what is currently working and what could work in the future. You don't even have to look further than something like Abbott Elementary. And the Emmy for writing for a comedy series goes to Quinta Brunson. (laughs) If you think about what happened with Mm -hmm. Abbott Elementary, it blew up network sitcom that also was on Hulu. That's the model. That's the model. And Max. And so... There and the was... young kids are watching it, and your aunties are watching it, and everybody, it, that's what you want. Meanwhile, Hollywood is just determined to make me watch shows like Barry forever. Well, and, and that's the other crazy and bless, part. bless Barry. It's a critically acclaimed great show, but you're doing eight episodes every few years. It's just not the same. We may, we like want things to both be a golden age 
of TV mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. like small plate style tapas shows. <laughs> but then we also are mad people aren't eating at like the the kind of fi- family friendly restaurants. We got to figure out that both can exist. Both can be both true. Both can definitely exist. Both but can we, be true. But we can't make we can't turn everything into an eight episode show. We really can't. There you go. And why? Because people are like, oh, they can swear and show titties. And it's like, well, my mama don't need titties. My mama don't need to see titties when she watches TV. <laughs> my mom loves Abbott Elementary. My mom loved Modern Family. My mom and my mom is a teacher. My mom is a Southern woman of God. I know what my mama needs to see. If Jay's mother showed up to the AMPTP negotiations, <laughs> she could wrap it up. Like, Listen <laughs> here, kids. I need my stories back, okay? The first Let's thing go. She, the first thing she would say is she would say, have you met my son? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Final question for you. Are you into or not into the return of the fire Festival? Sam, Sam. Yes, yes, I'm if, here. Now, I know we're in agreement. If you if anyone agrees to go to Firefest 2, if you mm-hmm. give Billy more of your money, I hope Ja Rule personally punches you in the face and takes <laughs> your wallet out of your purse. Do you hear yeah. me? If yeah. you fall if anyone falls for this a second time, it's on you. Not only is it on you, I hope that you are charged as a co-conspirator on the next crime. There you go. And I'm calling Joe Biden right now (laughs) and saying, do not send any emergency relief to these Firefest kiddos if it goes south. The celebrities lied and were lied to. And then the real people were trapped there. This wasn't just like a, oh. People forget. So, yeah. It wasn't, they didn't show up. The part, the celebrities didn't show up. Oh, the festival wasn't good. No, no, they were trapped. They could not leave. Kidnapping charges, really, if we want to look at it. Yeah. For those who have already forgotten, uh, Fire Festival was this big Caribbean music festival that the creator Billy McFarlane said was Mm. going to happen in the Caribbean. He had a lot of big name celebrities linked to the project, including Ja Rule, who was like shilling for Firefest. But when it comes time for the Firefest, all these young party going kids show up. There's no food. There's no venue. There are no artists. These kids end up sleeping in FEMA tents. And it was the bus driver who said, oh, no, that's where you're staying. Mm-hmm. And getting sad, white bread cheese struggle plates. And everybody had their phones out and they were photographing the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And they had to be rescued. So even after this thing goes so badly that Billy McFarlane ends up in jail, yes. he's back out now saying, I'm doing it again. And he said he got the inspiration to do Fire Festival again during his seven month stint in solitary confinement. Because as of right now, Fire Festival 2 tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here, and it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50-page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire, and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen. You're never supposed to be in jail thinking, okay, but how can I get away with it this next time? That's not why they sent you there. That's not why they sent you. I will say, though, watching Billy McFarland announce the return of Firefest this week, my first thought was, oh, maybe Scooter Braun should manage him. 
Maybe. Uh, okay. It, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't want to go, but if, <laughs> I want to go just to laugh. If, if someone can film it, take your dumb there you ass go. there and film yeah. it. Someone for me, just because. Well, I don't even know how. The tickets, the first tier of tickets have already sold out. The highest ticket price on the website for this new fire Festival is $7,999. I need to know who these people are buying these tickets. You know what you could get for $8,000? You could almost get two Cartier bracelets. You could have tangible You could go to Beyonce things. like twice. You could go to Beyonce twice. You might be able to buy some of uh, Taylor Swift's Masters. You could do a lot... <laughs> You could buy seven seconds of Dear John with $8,000. You know, there's so many other things you could do for $8,000 besides possibly get stranded in the Caribbean. Firefest was such a mess. There were two documentaries about it. Remember that? Two yes, documentaries. Two document, but it did give us it did give us the very famous meme of Andy who was like I was willing to suck dick to get that water. <laughs> he said Andy if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of co- uh, customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. Oh, my God. Jesus. Let me shut this game down before the next hurricane. <laughs> Jay, you win. Uh, We're in agreement you. on Fire Festival. We're in agreement on suits. We're in agreement on... Scooter Braun and saying, I guess good riddance, go to K-pop. You win the game. I think it's just because we have common sense. There you go. A lot of people Home training, as our parents might say. Home Home training. training. Once again, home training, that shit don't cost $8,000. Did you know that? (laughs) It don't cost cost $8,000. It just costs years of therapy in adulthood. (laughs) All right, to close out, I know we're done with the game. I know we're all done for this episode, but I could not have you here and not ask you for your thoughts Mm -hmm. on what is now the number one song in the country. This brand new artist named Oliver Anthony Music has a song out called Rich Men North of Richmond. Mm -hmm. And it's become a hit almost Mm -hmm. overnight. It's the fourth country song at the top of the charts in just a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But it has lyrics that seem to inflame the culture wars. I wish politicians Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. I think we're in this moment now where if there's a country song that is meant to piss off half of America, it becomes a hit. And now this one, Richmond North of Richmond, is supposed to be talking about... Also, I hate the wordplay. It's hard to say. Richmond, north of Richmond. Like, he thought it was really smart for that. Don't give me a tongue twister. He, I mean, he he's supposed to be talking about D.C. politicians not caring about the rest of the country. But like you said, he's like making fun of people who are on public assistance. And you're like, you mean white people <laughs> in West Virginia? <laughs> Here's what he, uh, he sang. I wish politicians would look out for miners, like coal miners, I guess, and not just miners on an island somewhere, M-I-N-O-R-S. I suppose that's shade against immigration. No, no, so he th- that's supposed to be an Epstein Island reference. Like, it's so weird and well, internet-coded. Yes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then later on, he sings, and I, this one really was weird to me. He sings, well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Why fat people in it? 
Why? Uh, why? Why are they in it? And I'm not gonna be body shamed by a redhead. That's definitely not gonna happen <coughs> ever. Okay, listen. I will put you wow. outside with coconut oil on and watch you sizzle. Don't play with me. Um, <laughs> any sort of dog whistle to racism in the pop country genre can shoot to the top because people will be like, share this to make. And, to and, make and like liberals mad, and they'll game the system because if you buy a song on iTunes, it affects the chart placement more than if you just stream it. Yes. So a lot of the m- most recent iteration of the culture war from the right is buying offensive songs on iTunes. And, and, That's how we're fighting the culture war right now. And okay. Sam, are okay. you ready for this other shoe to drop? So this is like even newer news. He did an interview. And they were like, oh, we love your song. We love the messages in the song. We love what you're saying about bringing back Americana. And so then the artist was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I also think the melting pot of America is what makes it great. I mean, we are the melting pot of the world, and that's what makes us strong is our diversity. And we need to learn to harness that and appreciate it and not use it as a political tool to to keep everyone separate from each other, you know? And all of his right-wing fans were like, boo! They got mad at that? (laughs) Yeah. They They got mad at him saying it's a melting pot? Yeah, they said said that he had gone woke. It's the fastest I've seen (sighs) someone go woke, according to them. So they got mad at the artist for having... A somewhat way more nuanced take on what it means yeah. to be American and to celebrate yeah. your history as an American. But mm. yeah, don't, don't it's it's weird. We're in a weird, it's weird. you know who needs to happen? Place. What? I, and I'm saying this, we need Darius Rucker. Oh. He could heal the wounds. <laughs> he could heal the wounds. All of this. Only he can fix it. I was going to have us roll out with you making up some new lyrics for this song. Oh, I'll make Richard, up some new but, lyrics. We can make up some new lyrics. Uh, what are your I new think, lyrics for uh, rich men north of Richmond? I think it'd, it'd be something silly like, and I hate to tell you that I think you're a fool if you think that teachers are trying to make your kids gay at school. Like, it'd be something, <laughs> like, it'd be something like that. I, it would be something along the lines of, if this is your battle, you probably will fail. You can't vote for that motherfucker if he ends up in jail. Like that. Oh, like, wow. Wow. Mine wow. would be like a rebuttal, like a rap beef. Like I would have like, yes. a, like a, I would take like a diss his, track. I would take his beat though and, remix and make it, it a diss track and remix it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do that. But as you start this music career, don't let Scooter Braun manage you. Don't <gasps> let him do no, it. Sam, it's funny you say that. I have a message in my inbox from Hybe. They're saying, Jay, we would love to work with you. You probably oh my know. God. You probably know Scooter Braun. Yeah, I uh-huh. do know that name from somewhere. Hmm. It's happening. It's ha- <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see your K-pop debut. Yes. I'm going to start my K-pop career. I'm going to be known, instead of Black Pink, I'm going to be Black Twink. That's going to be my K-pop group. Thanks again to Jay Jordan, best friend of this show. Comedian, TV staff writer, also on tour right now. Tell folks where to find tour tickets to see you, Jay. You can find tour tickets at jjordan.com. Also on my link, the website formerly known as Twitter. Now it's just a print symbol. And also (laughs) on Instagram, I'm on tour. I'm in Grand Rapids. I'm going to Toronto. Just type in my name on Google and it'll pop up. 
take safe search off. <laughs> All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zen. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hokeman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Uh, Scooter Braun, don't you ever buy his masters. I'll fight you myself. And the executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. We're back Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, I guess go watch Suits. We all have to. It is written. Okay, bye. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docuseries Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.